Welcome back to episode two of this still yet to be officially named podcast. So again, if you do have any ideas for this one, it'd be great to hear from you to see what you reckon this should actually be titled. Well, as, as always, my name's Ollie Hampson. Uh, before we go any further into episode two, I just need to say thank you to everyone who's been in touch following episode one. The feedback, the response, absolutely mind-blowing. And honestly, I cannot thank you all enough for all of your kind words whether or not it's uh through a message on facebook or twitter just a public message on twitter as well a response those of you who come to me in person at the rink as well we've had feedback from people in high places feedback from the casual fan and honestly it has been mind-blowing so thank you to everyone who listened to episode one everyone who shared episode one if you liked it if you disliked it still want to hear from you so i want to know what you guys think i should be doing better and what you guys want to hear more of we have had a few suggestions already uh we're going to go into some of them in later episodes for this one we are going to speak about a little bit about the open training session a bit about last weekend's games and a bit of a preview for this weekend but the first thing to really start on is what delayed episode two uh, episode two was going to be looking at the potential options for captain for the Cardiff Devils. Uh, Wednesday night, we all, we find out that it is number 88, the GOAT himself, Joey Martin, will be wearing the C, taking over from Jake Morissette, who is now retired after being a great captain himself. Martin, he was going to be one of the guys that I threw out there to be potential captain. He's been around, he's seen it, he's done a lot for this club, he's scored some huge clutch goals over his career helped deliver a lot of silverware to Cardiff and for all of his contributions it's good to see a guy like him get rewarded there was other guys as well who were in the ring and I think the three main ones for me I think on the weekend were all wearing A's so whether or not that's going to change ahead of the season I'm not sure but it looks as though it was Stephen Dixon Matthew Myers and Mark Richardson all as the alternate captains going into the season that's a great leadership core that's what's going to help the Devils win trophies this year is a good group of leaders but I think what the Devils are fortunate with is you look up and down the line if you've got Blair Riley who used to be a captain in this league himself you've got guys who've they've been a captain or an alternate throughout their career they've played in some big situations and there's a lot of leaders in this lineup who aren't wearing letters you don't have to be elite you don't have to wear a letter to be a leader and I think that's something that Andrew Lord is really going to drill home to his team that you don't have to be one of those guys out there with the C or with the A to make a difference and that's where the Devils have a lot of depth in not just actual depth in terms of who can play where but in terms of leadership qualities and that's really going to set the Devils apart this year and I think Joey Martin leading them as a, as a captain leads by example plays hard plays very very skilled one of the best offensive talents in the league probably gonna lead the Devils in scoring again just a great guy to be a captain and well done to him but we'll move on to a little bit about the open training session because if you haven't listened to last week's episode, there will be a link in the description. Last week's episode, I spoke mostly about the five new guys. I think I touched on a couple of the returning guys, but it was more or less about the five new devils. Four of them lived up to my expectations. One of them exceeded my expectations. I can't remember the guy's name on Twitter who did respond to episode one, pointing out that he thought I'd undersold uh, Massey Marimaki, and he was right. That guy, I, I said there was a bit of a knock on his skating. I thought he'd be a third-line energy guy. Honestly, the way that guy played on the weekend was phenomenal. 
the way he played in the open training session as well, he was showing signs early on that exactly what he's about. He's big, he's physical, he goes hard to the net, he battles in the corners, and that is something that the Devils fans are already falling in love with him about. If you're a fan of another team and you're listening to this right now, this season, keep an eye out for number 15 on the Cardiff Devils roster, Massey Mariamaki. You are probably going to hate him. That's the type of player he is. You love him on your team, you hate playing against him because he battles hard in those corners and he uses his size to his advantage. For a Finnish guy, there's always this knock on European players not being physical enough. I don't necessarily agree with that fully, but he does play a lot more of a North American style of game. He did have his uh, junior career for, I think it was Moose Jaw and Red Deer in the WHL, played a few games in uh, the AHL, had one NHL appearance for the Islanders as well. So he does have that North American mentality and it shows in the way he plays. So he's going to fit right in in this league. It'll be interesting to see exactly where he ends up on the Devils roster, but I'm expecting a lot of good things out of Massey Marimaki this year. I definitely undersold him last year. The rest of the guys, Mike McNamee was as great as I expected him to be. Blair Riley, we know exactly what he's about. Sam Jardine emerges a really, really solid two-way guy. And Sean McMonagall, just a fantastic offensive talent. You can see that guy played forward at one point in his career, but he's also got a defensive smart to really balancing out his game. So overall, the five new guys were great. Marimaki had man of the match on Saturday night, two goals. Mike McAmey had a fantastic assist on uh, Marimaki's second goal. Great, just played the puck between his legs. Back door to Marimaki, nothing but net to shoot at. He's not missing from there. And I think a lot of these new guys are quickly adjusting to being in a new team. That's what helps the Devils. They have that core group who can allow for that adjustment period to not be as long. It It's very easy for them to slot into this lineup and just hit the ground running or hit the ice skating, I suppose, is the phrase that we should use. Andrew Lord, he, he had his, a little bit of a mix-up of his lines between Saturday and Sunday, but that's what preseason's about. Preseason is about testing out what works, what doesn't work. I don't think anything didn't work this weekend. I think Andrew Lord's going to sit back, watch the footage, and go, right, okay, well, that one worked better than this one, not to say that that didn't work. The other thing as well is you're giving guys like Sam Duggan and Tom Zrotkis a lot more ice time than they're going to be used to throughout the season, but it's a chance for them to prove themselves and really establish themselves as potential stars of the future, especially Sam Duggan, who really, really impressed me. I think he is poised for a big year. He spent a lot of time on that fourth line right wing with uh, Matthew Myers and Josh Batch, but he did rotate through the lineup. He had a bit of time with Charles Langley a bit of time with Steven Dixon, which he did last year on occasion, and he worked really well. He didn't look out of depth when he was on those lines. He looked as though he fit in. Obviously, he's got a long way to go in his career before he really hits the peak of his career, but he's showing good signs already. Tom's Ruckus as well, very energetic, not afraid of anything, uh, just a very fast, skilled player who's really trying to prove himself right now. I think this two-way deal with the Swindon Wildcats will do him the world of good, because I think it's going to give him that opportunity now to get a bit more minutes down with the Wildcats, continue what he's been doing in that in those areas, in that league, especially with the league improving this year in the NIHL with the new reformation or however you want to describe it. That's going to give him a lot more of a competitive league to play in compared to what it has been over the last few years. So that's going to give him that chance to develop. He's still a young guy. He's still got a lot of time to grow into his role. And the Devils, they got a really good player in him. Another guy, he didn't get any ice time this weekend, but as we're on a topic of youngsters, another guy who's going to benefit from that league getting better now is Jordan Lorde. He's had two, um, I want to say difficult years. Year one with the Cardiff Fire was a difficult year because that was 
a team that was so out of depth in that league. And then he goes to Milton Keynes Thunder, who they're not out of depth, but they were one of the lower end teams. Now he's coming to Milton Keynes Lightning. No one really knows how they're going to be in this new league, but he's in a situation where he's going to continue his development, get that regular training with the Cardiff Devils, and that's going to play out dividends for him. But anyway, back to the actual game itself. Another guy who deserves a lot of credit for his work this weekend is a returning guy, Sean Bentavoglio. He's coming in intense already. He had one goal, three assists on the weekend, had great energy about himself. He's carrying himself well. He's playing that a little bit of an agitator role still. There's a few times you can see, especially on Saturday night, he was under the skin of the Fejera, um defenseman. He's not moving away from that front of the net unless a referee or you move him. And that's what I, something I love about players like him is there's that, I don't know how you describe it, it just annoys other teams. And that's what I like. And Benty, he did great in terms of doing that. But it was what he was doing with his positioning to get ready for um, any potential shooting opportunities, distributing the puck. Everything about his game this weekend I thought was perfect. He's come in in great shape, ready for another big year. And I think he's going to be a breakout player for the Devils. Another guy as well. He's fit. He's healthy. He's back to full strength. And he proved it this weekend. Joey Haddad, one of the hardest men to knock off the puck. He's back. He's ready to go. He's got that puck retention down to a tee. And that is something that's really going to help out the potential third line. And I just think that Haddad, having him back, the way that he can play, the impact that he can have on a team, it's just fantastic that he is back and he's healthy and he's going to be a big, big-time big contributor on this Devils team this season. Another guy who I think is going to have another great year is a guy who improved from year one to year two, Bryce Reddick. He looked on fire this weekend. I spoke to him very briefly after the game on Sunday night and you can tell this guy's excited to be back in Cardiff. He loves playing in Cardiff and he's he's competitive. He's like a honey badger on the ice. He's... Not the biggest guy, but he plays a big man's game. I know I said that about someone last week, but that's what I like about these undersized defensemen. He's not afraid of anything. He'll go in for the hit. He'll go in for a fight if he has to. He's shown that before. He had a fight against Kevin Morris from the Blaze, and that's a very big size mismatch, but he's not afraid. But it's what he's doing on the puck and away from the puck this uh, weekend and what I saw in the open training session and all of last season, to be honest. His intelligence on the play, uh, whether or not he's defending or going up and attacking it's just growing with every single game he had a great year last year and I think he's poised for another big season and he's just a guy that I couldn't get past this opening weekend without mentioning how impressed I was with him and also how glad I am that he is back for the Cardiff Devils he took a lot of stick when he first joined a lot of stuff though has been spoken about so we don't need to go into it but he's proven everyone who gave him that abuse wrong and I'm sure most of them are quickly deleting those tweets. But Bryce Reddick, so glad he's back. In fact, you can say that about basically everyone who... Well, not basically. You can say that about everyone who's returned this year. Only five new guys coming in. It's a very small turnover compared to other teams around the league who have had high turnovers for different reasons. Uh, if we look at Belfast, they've had guys retire. They've had guys go on to bigger opportunities. Sheffield... They needed to have that turnover. They're looking very good. Those are two teams who are looking exceptional this season. Going to be a very, very fiercely contested uh, season between Cardiff, Belfast and Sheffield. And another team not to sleep on is a team that the Devils are playing this weekend. The Nottingham Panthers. They, they did well last year. 
they could have done better, and I'm sure their fans will agree with that. They're bringing in now a new group, a new coach in Tim Wallace, and they've got that home and away series now against the Devils this weekend. Saturday night up in Nottingham, Sunday back down in the Viola Arena. It's preseason. The result doesn't matter too much. It does matter a little bit when you're playing a preseason game against a team in your league. You want to get that mental advantage early on, and that's exactly what is going to happen. I think if you looked at Nottingham last year, I said myself, on paper, they were going to walk the league. I thought they were impossible to beat. I thought they had a just an unbelievably stacked squad, but it wasn't meant to be. This year, they don't have that expectation on them, so they could really cause a few upsets, and I, I don't think you, you should sleep on them. I think they're going to be pushing that top three as far as they can, and they can get that started this weekend when they play the Devils, because if they can cause an upset, if they can get those two wins uh, this weekend, it's that mental game of preseason that makes you start thinking when you play them competitively, we beat these guys, we can do it again. Same with the Devils, they're going to go in with that mentality that they want to get a win. They have one win and one loss this weekend. It's preseason, the stats don't matter, but it's the advantages you gain and the momentum you gain as well, especially for the Devils going into the CHL, which we'll touch on in a few episodes' time, possibly the next episode. I genuinely think the Devils have got a very good chance of getting out their group and a win against the Panthers, two wins against the Panthers, and then two more wins in preseason. They'll be well on their way to having that momentum to doing it. But if you look at the Panthers team, it's very interesting to see what they're going to be doing. They've, they've got two established goalies. One's recently joined, and one they signed anyway. Kevin Carr joins from the Utah Grizzlies. I think he's going to be a great pickup for them in net. But it's going to be interesting to see this goalie controversy develop now in Nottingham. Whether or not Jackson Whistle is going to be pushing and pushing to get more ice time. He's a competitive guy. I don't know the full situation around uh, his departure from, from the Steelers. In fact, I say I don't know the full situation. I don't know the situation. I'm not part of the Steelers organization. I don't know what conversations were, ha- were being had. All I've heard is what I've heard from Twitter and seen in the press about what Aaron Fox said about Brandon Whistle. It it comes across in a way that Aaron Fox was ready to move on from Whistle from the moment he arrived. Whether or not that's true, I don't know. But for Whistle, he's taken the plunge. He's parted ways with the Steelers and he's found himself now with the Nottingham Panthers. By the sounds of it, he's going to be a backup competing for time. That I think will suit him. Because if you think about it, he's 24 years old. He's still got a way to go until he reaches the peak of his career. Goldie's peak a lot later than most players. Most players by the time they're 26, 27. You look at Goldie's, they have a bit more time to develop. He's an interesting, you can still call him a prospect. He's an interesting prospect at 24 years old. I think that for him, battling now with Kevin Carr for game time, it's going to do him the world of good. But it's also going to give Kevin Carr a lot more motivation. So I personally think that I I like this move. I think it's going to cause, it won't cause any issues in that. It will just make the goaltenders more competitive. It'll be interesting to see exactly what direction Wallace goes with his goaltenders in preseason. Um, I listened to the Steelers podcast, a new podcast earlier today, and it sounds as though Aaron Fox is going to split time in the games rather than give one goalie one game or one goalie the next game in preseason. Whether or not Tim Wallace does the same with Whistle and Carr, I don't know. They've also got Sam Gospel, so we might see might see him get some game time as well. He's another very good young goaltending prospect. But I think for me, goaltending-wise in Nottingham, they are very good. The Devils, they're going to have the work cut out for them this weekend. But it's all about experimentation to see exactly who, how to beat these goalies. They'll, 
the Devils would have done their film, and so will the Panthers. They've had a lot more experience of looking at Ben Bounds. So whether or not the Devils are really going to be out to try and pump the numbers, I'm not 100% sure. I just think that the Devils, they've got an interesting goalie matchup to come in this weekend. Another guy to keep an eye on is uh, Jason DeSantis. One of the most recent signings by the Nottingham Panthers comes over after a few years in Austria. I think he last played for Villaca. I apologize if I butchered that name, but he's got experience in Finland, a lot of experience in uh, in Austria. He's played for Klagenfurter, Innsbruck, Lustenau. He's a very experienced guy. And if you look at what he did in his season for Lustenau in the Alps Hockey League, 40 points in 34 games as a defenseman. He goes down to the Austrian League, the EBL, uh, EBEL, sorry. He's still putting up numbers. He's a great two-way offensive threat for the Panthers. And he's going to be one to keep your eye on this season as a real star signing in this league. Every team has that one guy that they bring in that just blows up. If you look at last year, the Devils, it was Charles Langley. I think that Jason DeSantis is going to be a difference maker for the Panthers. And he's definitely one for the Devils to try and have to shut down, but also have to try and get past as well. Just because you look at his offensive numbers, he is also very accomplished on his own back end. The other thing as well that stands out for me with Nottingham is their British core. So Whistle obviously counts as a Brit, so that helps him out, especially in terms of goaltending. But when you look at their British core, they've got guys like Jordan Kelsall, Josh Tetlow, and Joe Hazeldine, all young guys. I think uh, Kelsel's 20, Tetlow's 21, and I think Hazeldine's 18. Hazeldine is one of the most promising prospects in British hockey right now. 18 years old, he'll develop a lot more before he really becomes a star in this league. But honestly, watch him play. I don't know if he's on a two-way or not. I'd, I'd imagine that he is, given his age. But he's uh, definitely a very interesting player to keep your eye on this season. He had a great year last year, split in time with Telford. 21 points in 27 games as a 17, 18-year-old. Keep your eye on him. I like the direction that Nottingham are going with their British core. They're developing them from the future, uh, for the future, sorry. They're not going to be impact players this year, but you're not going to be an impact player unless you're around a competitive winning culture. And that's exactly what I think Nottingham are trying to develop right now. I think Guillaume Doucette coming in as direct, director of hockey operations, that's a great hockey mind to have for the Panthers. The uh, last one I want to touch on for the Panthers coming in this year is a guy that Tim Wallace will be familiar with, a guy that the Devils will be familiar with for uh, not exactly the best reasons. Uh, George Sklavkos played for Milton Keynes last year. I think it was around December time, uh, 2-1 up against Milton Keynes at home. Sklavkos, I think it was the last minute or last two minutes of the game, gets the puck, circles up to the blue line, Gets back down to the top of the circles, winds, fires a blistering slap shot past Ben Bounds, then does nearly the same but goes in, deeks and just puts it past Bounds in overtime to give Milton Keynes a win over the Devils. The Devils will remember that. Golovkov, he's 24, young Latvian kid, loves playing in this league. One of the most interesting skaters to watch. I think it's fair to say he has a quite unique and almost erratic skating style. But he's got great hands to keep up with his feet, great hockey sense, great shot as well. I think looking at that team, he's not going to have that top line minutes he did in Milton Keynes. He's going to be down on the second, third pairing. That'll suit him to a tee though, because he's going to be 
that assassin on those lower lines. There's going to be a few mismatches throughout the season. So Golovkov is, po is poised, for me at least, to have another great year with Nottingham. I think for him, he's found himself in a great situation. He's got a coach that clearly trusts him as well. So for me, keep an eye on number 19, George Golovkov, this season. Uh, I wish him the best as well. He's a very nice guy. And I, from what I hear, he just loves playing hockey in this country. So it's, it's good to see a guy who wants to be here get that opportunity, especially with a team like Nottingham that has got a winning culture previously and they're looking to get back on a horse in this year. I think they're going to do a good job. Like I said, it's only preseason between the Devils and Panthers, but that doesn't mean it's not going to be competitive. We saw that against Fehava uh, this weekend. 19 seconds into the game on Saturday, some guy gets thrown out for cross-checking Masi Marimaki in the face. I'm expecting that same level of intensity between these two sides. Like I said, it's about the mental battles here. It's about making sure you go into your first competitive game of the season against each other, knowing we beat you. We beat you in preseason. You'll have that in the back of your mind. But yeah, so that's going to be an interesting uh, matchup this weekend between the Panthers and the Devils. Obviously, preseason's going to roll on. They're going to have one more game against is it, Budapest, and then they have the Champions Hockey League, which we'll get into at a later date. One thing I'm going to introduce into these podcasts now is a question that I'm going to pose to anyone who listens. So if you do want to get in touch to let me know your thoughts, my Twitter handle, like I said, is at Oliver J. Hampson. My question is mostly for the Devils fans, but if you're a fan of another team and you want to have a go, then that's absolutely fine. I just want to know your thoughts on who is going to be the leading point scorer for the Devils this year out of the five new guys. Blair Riley, Massey Marimaki, Mike McNamee, Sean McMonagall, and Sam Jardine. Which of those five do you think is going to lead the team in points among those five players? Let me know, like I said, at, uh, on Twitter, at Oliver J. Hampson. But that is going to wrap things up for episode two. Again, just want to say thank you so much to every single one of you who got in touch after episode one. Really, really uh, blew my mind just the response that that got from you guys and how much some of you were telling me that you enjoyed it. Hopefully, episode two is a good follow-up. They do say the second album is the hardest one. Obviously, I'm not a musician. I played a little bit of guitar when I grew up. Not good enough to ever uh, do anything with it. I was much better at Guitar Hero than I was at actual guitar. So it's not an album. But still, the second episode is it's still tough for me doing this. I've never done anything like this before apart from last week. So still learning the ropes. So hopefully, these just continue to get better and better. I do always want to hear from you guys. I want to know your thoughts, your feedback, any suggestions on what you want me to cover. Anyone who knows anyone who can give me an intro song that's going to cause me very few, if not no, copyright issues, that would be great as well. Uh, and also, if someone could just come up with a title for this podcast, I am proper struggling with that. So it's going to take a while for me to think of something. So if one of you can think of something, that's really going to help me out. And I'll also shout you out on the podcast because people love a shout out nowadays. Anyway, like I said, that is going to be it for episode two. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for sharing if you do. And we'll be back for episode three within the next week or so. Not sure what it's going to be. All I know is that coming up soon, I am going to discuss the Champions Hockey League. I'll go in on the Devils and also the Belfast Giants, previewing both of their groups because it's going to be an exciting year for the EIHL in the CHL. Thank you for listening. I'll see you within a week or so.